0: The Pasik says, A fire came out from Hashem and consumed Nodav and after they brought an Eish Rashi quotes the words and says, Why did they die? Rebbe Lezer says, Because they ruled the halacha, they passed in the halacha in front of their Rebbe Moshe. And Abishmal says, Because they entered into the Mishkan in a state of inebriation. And he brings a rayah from the fact that right afterwards, the Pasik. Gives them a prohibition against going into the Mish- Beit and Mishkan uh, after drinking wine, and Nashi ends with a muscle of a king who had a ben bias, as it says in Vayikra Rabba. So there are six questions. Number one: Why does Rashi have to give us a reason if the pasuk says the reason? It was because they brought an eszara. Number two, if Rashi does bring a reason, why is it something that is inconsistent with the reason that the Pasik brings? Number three, why does Rashi not quote the word vayamusu from the Pasik, which is what he's talking about, the death of Bnei Number four, why does it actually bring two Pirushim? We know that each one has to be missing something that the other one is coming to fulfill. What is lacking in each of the Pirushim? Number five, what is the reason that Rashi brings the names of the ones who said these Pirushim, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Ishmael? And number six, why does Rashi begin ex- telling us the Mashal, Shehoyelei Ben Bayes, and then not conclude the Mashal? What detail is there in the Ben Bias that helps us understand this Rashi? The explanation will be based on the fact that earlier in the Pasuk it says, Vatei tseyeish. The Aaron came out and a fire came down and brought down the Shechina onto the Yidden. And Rashi is bothered by the fact, how could the Ish earlier mean something so positive and Vatetzayesh here mean something so negative? Therefore, it must be that there was here, through the Ish of Bnei Aaron, there was something similar to the Hashra'ah Hashkhinah. The only question is, why could something that was Me'ein Hashra'ah end up with the passing of the sons of Aaron. The Farashi says, that the sons of Aaron died for a side reason, because they were makriv, uh, they, they, were, they passed in the halacha in front of their Rebbe Moshe. So the problem wasn't in the Hakrova, the problem was in the fact that they passed in this halacha. In that case, why would they die for something like that? That's what Ashi answers by mentioning Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe Lezer teaches that if someone says something that he didn't hear from his Rebbe, this could cause the Shekhinah to leave the Yidin. Certainly, saying it in front of the Rebbe is a very serious thing, and therefore, it caused the passing of Bnei Aaron. However, for us, we now have the opposite question. If this is something that is greater than the Shekhinah, how could you say that there was Ashrash in the Vatei Zayesh? And therefore Rashi is compelled to bring a second pshat. That they went in yayin. Which means that it was something that they were not yet told to do. And therefore it wasn't such a major infraction. And that's why, that's why they could still be ashras ashkina. And that's what Rashi says, he mentions the fact that they, after the story they were warned against it to imply that at this point they were not yet warned against it. In that case... Why is it so terrible that they should die for it? So therefore, Rashi brings the Ben-Bayis. The marshal of the ben bais is about a, a personal a household attendant or a household member of the king who did something that he shouldn't have done. Even though he wasn't told not to do it, he still got punished for it. Because the fact that he was a Ben-Bayis, know, it, it is expected of him to understand the conduct of how he should behave himself. And therefore, also in the case of Neharen, they were been a bias of the Abishder, and they should have understood, even though they weren't told not to do so. And even if you're going to ask, it's still not such a terrible thing. Therefore, he brings it. Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Ishmael is one who is a Kayan who helps Kayanim, So he is willing to accept something that is not so understood in the Pasik for the sake of giving them the, the Koyanim, not the venaviyu, a lighter sin. So it's taka it true that it's still not fully understood why they should get punished with this, but it, it helps us at least in the fact that they walked away with a very small sin. However, one thing remains, the fact that it says, which implies that their sin was in the actual hakrava and because of that rashi has to bring the other purifiers as well and other Purish comes first because it is smoother in the in the psukim then we have the halacha relevance, because we have a question, why does it actually say the word Moshe That they taught the halacha in front of their teacher, Maisha. Why is Moshe's name relevant? Especially since seemingly what they did here was much worse. They also taught the halacha in front of Aaron, who was also their teacher, and was the one who was supposed to bring the Ketairas. So they they not only taught the halacha in front of their teacher, Aaron, they also were disrespectful to him, transgressing kibudav. And the explanation here is is that we find in the laws of reclining on Pesach that a a, a a student is not supposed to recline in front of his teacher unless his teacher gives him specific permission. But a father, a son, reclines in front of his father even if his father is a teacher, because we presume that a father forgoes on his kavod and allows or expects his son to recline. Also, in the case of ne'arin that even though uh, their, their obligation to Arnim was greater, but because he was their father, we presume that he for, forwent on his Kavid, and he was meicholed them for what they did, and therefore was not considered an infraction. And this is why Rashi says, because the only problem here was the fact that they bowed down, the fact that they ruled Allah in front of Maisha, because the fact that they ruled Allah in front of Aaron was not considered an infraction because he certainly was Maishadam. <coughs> then we have the Yenosh al and the Heira, from the fact that Nodav and view were such a high level, nevertheless they were punished for Heiru Allah ha shows us the importance of Bitul that even though you're on a great level, you still have to show proper bittul to your Rebbe and therefore a person shouldn't say I'm a Lamdin I'm a Talmud Chochem why do I have to wait for my Rav to tell me what to do I could teach myself because none of the were the greatest of the great and yet they were punished for the lack of bittul, because the lack of bittul didn't just affect them it affected all of Kal Yisrael on the other hand, even though we're expecting bittel, nevertheless, we're also expecting that when a Yid learns Teter, it should be with his whole sechel, with Havanava Saga. And that's what Nashi is telling us about Shesuya Yayin. Shesuya Yain, inebriated by wine, represents, wine represents understanding, and being filled with wine represents being filled with the understanding of Teter. And that in itself is not an issue. The problem is, when you take that with you into the mikdash, into your davening. Because by davening, you're supposed to stand with a total bitle, because you're in front of the melech, Malachi Amlachim HaKadosh Baruch But when you're not in the middle of davening, you're expected to learn Torah, and the bittul of davening should affect you, even when learning Torah, that it should be with a certain level of bittul. How can you have both Bittal and utilizing your Seichel and your Avonah and teira? This comes from being a Ben-Bayis. If you're a proper Ben-Bayis by the Abishtar, then the Abishtar gives you the Kayach to connect these two opposites, to learn the Avonah while being in the proper Bittal. And then through that, you are able to connect the two opposites of the world and of Elokus until the coming of Mashiach, where we'll ultimately see the words of Hashem impacting the world.